Welcome to the Seek 2023 podcast, featuring some of our favorite podcasters, recorded live at the Spoke Street Media booth during Seek 2023 in St. Louis. We hope these give you a glimpse of the energy and passion from the conference and help you in your faith journey. Enjoy. All right, what's up, what's up, what's up? Poco Poco Podcast, I'm Father Mark Mary. I'm Father Isaiah. Brother Angelo. And... Michelle Benzinger. Michelle Benzinger. Let's make some noise for Michelle Benzinger. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> we we got to be... Our guest mom. Our guest mom. Yeah. I'm going to get to this. We need... I need a, a mom today, right now. You do. We got we to do some quick business. Quick thank you to Spoke Street Media for sponsoring the, pro, the broadcast booth here at Seek 23. And uh, God is always sending us a message of love, and they want to help you hear it. Go check out their whole library of uplifting Catholic podcasts, including the Poco Poco podcast at spokestreet.com. Peep that. Done. Business. Red. Check. Um, so thanks, everybody. Father PT is here, and he's supposed to join us, but he is sick. We flew him in just for this, and he's not feeling good. He even left like fam- some extra family time to get out here to be with everybody. Yeah. But... God wanted Michelle Benzinger that was to it. join us. Yeah. So, y'all, I'm in the chapel like an hour ago, 45 minutes, and I'm getting these text messages. Father Mark, I need you to come over. Father PT, sick. Can you do the podcast? I'm like, is he serious? You know, I was like, okay, if he really needs me, so I'm here. But really more so for Father PT than you, but I'm here. Thank you. you. Know, you're, you're so welcome. sweet. <laughs> um, um, how are we feeling with the whole Seek thing going on? Yeah, beautiful. How are you guys feeling about the whole Seek thing, huh? All of you out there who can't hear this, they're very excited. Y'all look beautiful. What a gift. Yeah. Thank you, guys. What a joy. Brother Angel, you doing all right? Yeah. I'm not nervous. I just can't talk. <clears throat> this is my first seek. First seek. First seek. Second focus thing. It's good. Cool. Yeah. Good to have you. And Michelle, how are you doing? Oh, I think it's awesome. I think it was so amazing to watch Mass this morning. Yeah. That procession, longest procession ever, so beautiful. Like, it was amazing to see. Yeah. Like, I just think it's so cool. And um, it's a little sensory overload, I'm not going to lie. But it is, yeah, it's amazing to see. And, gosh, do you not love all the religious orders like you guys? But, man, to see the vastness of the church, yeah. I just, yeah, it's a rare thing to see all in one place. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. God is actually doing something in my life, and he's doing something here. I'm going to share two things. What? Is that all right? Yeah, I can. I this, this actually, you'll hear it on like a future podcast, because we like pre-record, because we have to kind of stay ahead. And so it's going to come out, I don't know, in a couple of weeks. But it's a very weird thing. The, it's college football season, mm-hmm. so I'm aware of that. And there's this, been this like weird having to like face the fact that I'm never going to be like a professional or like a college football player at like a D1 school and like run out on the field with all of the cheering. Is this just coming to you now? It's literally, it's happened like a month, like a month ago. But it was, it's like an actual thing that for some reason I was like, that is like a dream. That is something that I will never, ever, ever experience no matter what. But check this out. And you can look at it like you, we recorded it weeks ago. Talked about it on the podcast. There are, there's like documents of this. But after we processed in for mass, I was sitting in there and it hit me that we just got vested in like the old Rams locker yes, room. Yes, yeah. And just processed out with like all of these priests in front of like thousands of people on like an old football stadium to celebrate mass. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, 
No, I actually had something better for you, and we're already living it. Wow. So that happened. I That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, and it's like, it's true. Like to sell to like run out in the football field, whatever. It's like pretty sweet. Mm. But to go out there, I'll sacrifice the mass with my brother priest, the whole church. It's like it was kind of moving, so it's pretty wow. touching. So that happened. That's if you amazing, run in bro. tomorrow, I'm gonna stop you. <laughs> <laughs> if you both stop run that in, man. stop that man. I'm just feeling. Make some noise. We got a runner. We got a runner. He's living some childhood dream. I don't know what's going on. No, you just gotta let him be. Let yep. him play. Just let him run. The second, the second thing, and this is like a, just a real thing, just being honest with the crowds, how we do is like I just feel like there is an invitation, even in the midst of like a really beautiful thing, like to still be poor. Mm. And I gave a talk at like two o'clock, so a few hours ago. And actually, I, I thought 50 people might show up or something like that. A lot of people showed up, which was cool. But because of like the change of the schedules, literally 90 seconds before I go on, I hear it's a 30 minute talk, not a 45 minute talk. Ooh. So like going up there and like, okay, no, you have to cut a third of what you're gonna say. It's like a little bit disorienting, you know? And then Father PT sick and we don't really have the technology to like communicate with him and I'm like, I went and saw him and I want to take care of him, but I can like, so I, I just think that in the midst of it, there's, I think it's a good thing though. Like I'm not mm. afraid of it. The Lord's like, no, we're, we're going to do cool things, but we're going to keep you like poor so that we just trust who's doing it, you know? So that's yeah. kind of what's going on here. He likes to surprise us. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Thanks yeah. for sharing it, bro. Yeah. Even as like, as we were getting ready and we're about to kick this off and we're like, oh wow, these aren't any of your normal people you'd yeah. be. And I'm like, wow, it's like, it's, you're getting stripped. So <laughs> it's, it is what it is. But now Father Innocent and Angelus are done. So welcome to the, yeah. the podcast. Thank it's, you. They stuck, like, it, they stuck it to us. They're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's what we're talking about today. And it's actually funny. One also funny thing is Michelle and Brother Angelo knew each other like way back. Yeah. yeah we were at school together. That's I was right. a senior when he was a freshman at That's Franciscan. Right. And he had the best red hair, like curly, moppy red hair you've ever seen. And so I still think of him as Mikey Lefebvre and not Brother Angelo. So when I saw him yesterday, I'm like, Mikey! I like that. It was just so awesome. And I haven't seen him in 20 years because been, he's been in been England serving for a while yeah. with the brother. I mean, yeah. with the friars. And so he's the best. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow my hair back out tomorrow, I think. Yeah? yeah. Do you think so? Spring, yeah. I mean, no. There's no, no way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he's awesome. awesome. It's great. Yeah. And then Michelle and Father Father Isaiah is part of how we first met Michelle. It is. Because way back, whenever, years ago, a few years ago now, Father Isaiah was working on his album, Poco a Poco, which we like. Yeah. 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 And we were like, we wanted to do a little merch thing. And so I saw some ad on the internet for the Meaningful Market. And this, this little, what I thought were like little gals, Annie and Michelle. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to them. And that, that little girl michelle happened to be michelle benzinger mm-hmm. and you thought i was 25 like you thought i was 25 years old i should take that as a compliment shouldn't i i'm like oh thanks okay father and so. michelle's husband happens to be best friends with my spiritual director yep and so it's i had not, no idea any of that was happening so yeah. when that all came through i was like all right lord i'm gonna pay attention yeah um so what we're talking about today is kind of funny because father isaiah is working on a new album and there's like a little making of behind the scenes like documentary or whatever that's in the works and he has this line talking about how prayer is both, like it's both battle and dance. And battle, it's like, it's like Jacob wrestling with the angel and dance like the Song of Psalms. So I put it all together and I put these little notes together, sent them to Father Isaiah. And he's basically like, 
wait, when did I say that? I said, right? That's basically what happened. You don't remember it. I said it. I'm sure I said it. I'm sure I said it. But what's, what's fascinating, I don't know if this is true. I've come, Like when Father Isaiah speaks, it's like eloquent and well put together and poetic. And so it's, you, it makes you think, oh, this is something he's been sitting with for the last two years. And maybe it's something that just comes off your dome in the middle of a album recording. Come Holy Spirit. Come That's Holy right. Spirit. So Father Isaiah, so I think this is like what I want to start with is this. I'm going to flip it. Do we want to talk about first prayers as battle or prayers dance? Battle. Prayers battle. Brother Angelo's down with that? Yeah. All right. You want to kick it off? Sure. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things in the catechism, if you ever, if you haven't read the section on prayer in the catechism, take a look. It is so beautiful. The whole section, it's the last section of the catechism and it is rich. It's rich spiritual reading. You can read it a little bit at a time. Um, but it defines prayer and the different types of prayer, the different ways of prayer, the different experiences of prayer. One of the things I love is one of the main things it talks about is prayer as battle. Prayer as battle, huh? That's real, right? Yeah. If you ever tried to persevere in prayer, you'll know. You know, maybe first time, hey, that wasn't so hard. Say a prayer, you know. Um, but to persevere in prayer, pretty quickly you realize prayer is a battle, huh? You ever had the battle of your thoughts? I don't know about you. Have you ever had battle in your thoughts? <laughs> once or twice? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Today. Once or twice in the last minute, yeah. Um, you know, prayer is battle. And so um, I love that the catechism lets us know that that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. And actually, it's a good thing. All right, you guys were helping me over there unpack that idea as we were singing earlier. Um, but prayer is a battle. And I think we could talk about maybe the different battles of prayer, but maybe the one I want to start with, which might not be the one you think of first, but the first battle that I notice most often in prayer is the battle to wait. The battle to wait. There's so many different types of battle, but the battle of waiting, waiting for God. I find patience one of the biggest battles in prayer, right? To wait on God. That's when I really start to shake, you know, like sometimes like, Lord, just give me the answer. I just want to do your will. Tell me what, what it is. Tell me what it is. And he says, wait, child, right? Wait, child, wait. Um, that's a major battle of prayer. And, and, and we can talk about the other ones, but um, that's the first one I want to put out there. So many times the remedy that God sends us is to wait. The answer God sends us is the answer wait, right? And that's hard for us. But it's a battle that changes us. It's a battle that changes us. There's something that goes on in the waiting um, that transforms us. I'm always like, okay, Lord, I, you know, this grace would be great. This grace would be great. Do this in my life. Change this. And more often than not, he's like, just wait. Just wait. And then I notice after, after I wait or, you know, do my lousy best to wait or struggle at waiting or I don't wait, you know, and he takes me back and we begin again. My heart changes. He changes me from one season to the next. Look at the last time you know, the last season of your life. I'm sure there was some waiting that went on, but what did he do in the waiting? He changes us in the waiting. And uh, Teresa of Avila has this great line, um, patience obtains all. Patience obtains everything. And so there's a reason why God gives us that battle to wait. And I'd be happy to hear about maybe your own battles of prayer and what that looks like, but just want to begin by saying that if you've felt uh, a struggle to wait lately or you feel like the Lord's not answering, well, that's an answer. There's an answer there. The unspoken word is wait. And that's a good battle. Um, the battle to be still while you wait. Huh? Um, a beautiful grace. And it bears the fruit of deeper stillness. So just to, just to let you know ahead of time, a little um, spoiler alert. Um, after we learn how to wait, stillness, deeper stillness is the fruit. 
Um, that's what God wants to bring about in you, a deeper stillness and a deeper peace. And it only comes through patience and the battle to learn to be patient. So. Michelle, do you want to just, any thoughts on waiting in prayer or another component of prayer in the battle? Yeah, I think what Father Isaiah was saying, like, but going to the stillness, be still, you know, and I will fight for you, the Lord says. You know, and for us, like, I want to do. I don't want to be. I want to do. You know, I want to fix this. I want to, like, I don't want to just sit, you know. But the Lord is asking us to sit just in his gaze. And I think when it comes to the prayer, it says, the one thing that I ask is for you to dwell in the house of the Lord. You know, the one thing. He doesn't ask anything. He says, that's the one thing is just to dwell, just to be, to sit in his gaze. And whenever I get out of his gaze, that is when I try to do it in my own power and I get exhausted. You know, and um, or whenever I try to get out of his gaze, then I'm like, let me figure it out. And I don't like figure out whatever is going on that yes or no, but like Father Isaiah it is. I'm trying to figure it out in my own power. I'm trying to figure out in my own mind and not have the mind of Christ, you know. And then oftentimes, like when we were being still or we're praying through something, it's usually because we have a struggle with a person or a relationship or there's some kind of rub there. You know, and then I have to remember, okay, like when we go back to the battle, I am not battling flesh and blood. I am battling principalities, you know, and like you have to remind yourself, like the word of the Lord is, you know, living and active. And I have to remember like, oh my gosh, like, all right, well, who am I fighting? And I really realized like in the last um, couple of weeks that um, I just really haven't even been putting on the armor of God. You know, like Sister Miriam has a really great image is like we go to war basically with a water gun you know, and like a Speedo, like that's a nasty image, but you know, seriously, like, but that's what we are. We don't put on the armor of Christ, you know? And so no wonder we get slaughtered, you know, and our mind is like, you know, I mean, everyone knows when you go into prayer and you're, y'all know when your mind starts swirling, like just in those thoughts, just, and then you're like, all right, how did I go from here to here? You know, so quickly. And it was like, okay, I don't have the helmet of salvation on. I don't remember who I am anymore. I don't remember whose I am anymore. You know, and so just going that, yeah. Thanks, Michelle. You, you got something, brother? Yeah, just the the in the in this waiting, something of that battle. I just I'm, I I can feel even the times when I'm, I'm just uncomfortable because things go quiet, or I don't know if I'm doing things right, or it's in this waiting, nothing seems to be happening, and it's just there's uncomfortable or like awkwardness uh, interiorly, and I can't help but think like we were father and I were we joined together, we were postulants together, and. I had a lot of moments in the chapel, um, yeah, a few stories, and then I'm supposed to be helping lead something, and, the, and, and so somebody says something, and then I'm supposed to do something. I know I'm up, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do, and there's a few stories of this, and I just, at one time, I just started, I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to do? And then there's, I'm uncomfortable, I'm fearful, and I just started singing a hymn that was on there, and uh, nobody joined in, <laughs> and then it goes silent again, and like, you know... But the uncomfortableness of like, I should be doing something. I want to do, I want to make, so I want to make something happen. I'm going to, all those start with I. Like, I'm mm. just going to make this happen instead of just staying in that uncomfortable place. Yeah. Until at least I can tell the Lord maybe, like, I'm uncomfortable or should something be happening or, but anyways, I know that feeling in the battle being just uncomfortable, not sure what's supposed to be happening here. So if I, if I can kind of ask a question to kind of, flesh it out a little bit and probably two things is um first of all right i do think that the because we're like waiting but how do we kind of wait in hope you know like because that's part of the struggle i think that if we 
if you're at like what a, I don't know a good example if you're at Subway or something like that and you see them making the sandwiches or you see that there's like a bunch coming and you see like what's happening you see them working it's gonna make whatever it's a short wait but it's gonna make the wait kind of quick or it's like oh we're gonna get your table in a second and there's like some bus boys whatever like clearing the tables like okay no worries I, like, I get it because I see what's happening yeah. but sometimes there's the waiting in prayer because it's like okay am I actually like waiting according to like what the Lord wants should I be should I be doing something else? Is no one even there? That type of thing, I think, is a real question. So, because, yeah, so if you would say that, like, someone's like, well, how do I even know to keep waiting or that I should be waiting? Yeah. yeah. One of the, uh, something that has helped me, some of the great teachers of prayer, the, the, the hermits, the, the, the fathers and mothers of the desert, they would, they prescribe something very simple to the life of prayer, just calling on the name of Jesus. Repetition in the name of Jesus. Have you ever heard of the Jesus prayer? Breathing the name of Jesus, breathing, breathing the Psalms. Um, I really like that because it keeps it super simple, which I, I need that. Um, but I like that. They said, in the midst of confusing thoughts, call on the name of Jesus and he will bring his light. In the midst of confusing thoughts. Like once or twice I've had confusing thoughts. Anybody had confusing thoughts? Yeah, it happened yeah, to me okay. before. Yeah. It happened to me one time. <laughs> it was really confusing. <laughs> um, but I really like that. Keep it super simple. Because um, their understanding is there's power in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen? There's power in the name of Jesus, which is so beautiful. Holy name of Jesus, the feast today. Praise the Lord, right? Um, shout out, right? Call in the name of Jesus. And they really, um, they put so much faith in the name of Jesus. And that's, that's our inheritance as Christians, the power of the name of Jesus. And they would just constantly pray the name of Jesus. And that's how they would navigate confusing thoughts, feelings of hopelessness. Mm feelings of staleness and dissipation, feelings of distraction, what would they do? Call in the name of Jesus. And they would talk about it. I really love hearing them. At first, it's a practice. And then it's a ladder. And then it's a home. Mm. I like that. At first, it's a practice. Okay. Breathing the name of Jesus, calling on the name of Jesus, praising Jesus' name, you know, singing some praises of his, um, you know, praise you, Jesus, you are light. Praise you, Jesus, you are good. In the beginning, it's a practice. It's a discipline. And then they say it becomes a ladder. And then it becomes a home. And you begin to live in the name of Jesus. That's their understanding. And then it's a place. It's a place where we live and move and have our being. Um, it's a person. That's the reality. The name of Jesus is a presence. Um, it's, it, that was the Hebrew understanding of, of the name of God. Is when we spoke the name of God, he was here. And so that's the thing, calling on the name of Jesus. So just one little navigational key that I found helpful in terms of what to do in the waiting. And what I know is when you call, on, what I notice is when you call on that name, after a while, some things will fade away and some things will remain. And what remains is what you stay with. Mm. Whether it's a sense of what the Lord has for me, okay, that's a, a substantial thought or, you know, that thought went flying like 15 minutes ago. You know, so the name of Jesus, call on the name of Jesus, nice and simple. It dispels darkness. It, um, it allows us to navigate confusing thoughts and it anchors us while we sit there and wait. We need something to anchor us, right? I need something to do while I'm waiting on you, Lord. Praise the name. Praise the name and breathe it and live in it. And then again, it be, it's, for, it's a practice. It becomes a ladder and then it becomes a home. To, to kind of um, pivot just for a second is uh, some of the other battles, I think, for prayer. I think step one is praying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 You know no, what I'm sorry. Mean? That was the, that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, show yeah. Sorry. That's that's what we're, we're talking about that here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, yeah. for, for, for most of us, that, that really is kind of the first battle mm -hmm. and I to be honest I think for a lot of us that's like the battle we lose right um, and 
And I think I don't want to go on like the knock the social media thing. I did that earlier on All Things Catholic with Dr. Oh. Shri. Um, so <laughs> we'll have to talk about something different. But there is a reality <laughs> that particularly with access that we have, like to the smartphone and stuff like that, there's always something easier and more interesting to do than pray. And so like we just have to like that's always there. And so there's always something extremely, extremely attractive that honestly is also like very well sort of designed to like hijack our time and attention. That's going to keep us from praying. Right. And so it's not just it's not just like get you to do bad things. It's not just get you to to not pray long enough. It's just like just to get you kind of doing other stuff and, and not praying. And so I do think like step one, step one is is the battle of showing up. Yep. And and so it's like okay so okay sweet cool I'm down I'm I'm in it I want to I want to show up like what is where to practically maybe what does that look like you can share from any way you want you're a free woman you are a grown woman thank you Father Mary and I just want to reverence that, that and respect that yeah that's good, yeah. That's good I'm not going to tell you what to do yeah exactly and yeah. so I think and I think I actually said this on the last time I was on the podcast is um, there is a difference when you start prayer like first thing in the morning. Yeah. You know, like it is, it's like a first fruit kind of thing. Like it is the first fruits, giving the Lord the first fruits of your day. And I think I said, I know like if I put the word of God or his presence before the world, things fall in order. First things first, yeah. you know, but then, um, I also know like, um, I just see like the enemies, like he's cunning. He's, but he studies you. He knows your little weaknesses. Like, he is a great sniper. He is, like, a really good... I mean, and not to give him more credit, you know, because God's glory, and he is so much bigger, but he studies you. He knows, like, okay, I put this here, this there. This is where she'll fall or distracted or, you know what I mean, like things. And to know, know yourself well. You know, know yourself well. Know what you need first and foremost, like, to begin the day in prayer. Like, mm-hmm. you know what... Um, and start simple. Give yourself a lot of grace. When people ask me, like, how do I start praying? I'm like, you start by starting. That's yeah. what I always say. And I always say 10 minutes to begin. You know, 10 good, solid minutes will get you. And then you you continue to grow, you know. And they're like, what do I do? And, I mean, I always ask people, like, okay, um, go to adoration first if you can. And give them 10 to 20 minutes. Just go to adoration because you get out of your environment where you... You don't want to grab your phone or you don't want to do this. Or for me, I'm hungry. Are you all hungry? I need to, you know, like, and so, you know, whatever it is. And just go and just look at him yeah. and have him look at you. And that's it. Just keep it simple, which Tress says, you know, talking about prayer. She's like, I look at him and he looks at me and yeah. I'm in the gaze of love. Yeah. You know? And one thing, Michelle, why I love having you talk about this is we are celibates. And one of the things you that, are. that we are. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the, the one of the privileges of our life is that we can have like two and a half hours of prayer to start our day. Oh yeah. So you know the first thing's at six, then we have prayer, blah blah blah, mass, and we end at eight thirty. Some guys in our house get started way earlier. Um, but like that's a privilege, right? <laughs> yeah. Not me. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I know yeah, it's yeah, not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Father Innocent because he's the Holy One. But go ahead. And oh. Father Angelus and Brother Colby. It's, it's, hey, yeah, it's a choice. You got to know yeah. yourself, you know? Yeah, you got to um, know yourself. Mm-hmm. But where is he now? Where is the Holy One now? Hmm. Uh, um, I think he's guiding a retreat for priests. Yes, he is. <laughs> so your seminarian's about Galavis. to be priests. Yeah. 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 I miss you, Father Innocent. Whatever. Go ahead. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but so like we've kind of entered a lifestyle where yeah. we have a lot of space for prayer. You have children. How yeah. many? Six. Six. And, and now they're a little bit more grown they up. But, but the fact that, like, as a mom who also works, who has all these kids, like, that you're still able to make prayer for time, I think carries a lot more weight and is a lot more convicting than 
us. Yeah. You know? But I think it's, I am not an intentional person. I'm like, I was telling one of the women today, I'm like, I am consistently inconsistent in a lot of areas of my life. I would love to say that. But when it comes to prayer, and I think this, we can segue even to the next one, because um, I know who Jesus is to me. I mean, this will make me tear up. I know who the name represents. Like, it's not just a name. It's a person, Mm -hmm. you know? And when you, I think when you encounter, like, even like the passing of Benedict, I started tearing up as soon as I heard that Pope Benedict passed away. Because that line that uh, the bishop was saying today in Mass, you know, this isn't a lofty idea. It is an encounter with a person who is love. You know, it is an encounter with a person that gave everything just to be in relationship with me, to bridge, you know, the gates of hell, just so I would be in relationship with him, you know, then you'll make him a priority, you know, and he's a jealous lover, you know, and, um, and there is something when you, um, I think when you experience some prayer, like how you um, can hurt him when he wants to talk to you and you ignore him, like, you just don't want to hurt that heart. Like, that's what, how I feel. Like, I mean, I will give him, you know, his due, his yeah. time, you know. And you can't really say that you love him. Like, I can't tell Chris, my husband, that I love him and I'm in a good relationship with him if I don't talk to him. Mm-hmm. If I don't make him my first priority. Like, what kind of marriage will we have? And that's a relationship we're supposed to have with the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever vocation we are called to. Any, anything on this? Part I feel of like the- we're moving to the dance. Yeah. <laughs> you feeling good? Do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, another image um, of prayer that comes to mind is this prayer is dancing. Dancing kind of fascinates me. It's this, first, it's, it's awkward learning how to dance, right? There's this kind of bumping back and forth. Um, but eventually, it's, it's a responsiveness thing. And, and the reason it comes to mind is um, early on in the church, when, when the great like, theologians of the church were trying to figure out a way to describe the ways the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit interrelate. They're trying to find a word. Like, what's that communion? We've never seen anything else like that. We've never heard of anything else like this. This, this communion of, of three persons. They were looking for a word to capture this, what they were contemplating. And the word that they, one of the words that they came up with, um, which when I heard it, I was like, I want to stay with that, is perichoresis. There's this word perichoresis. In one sense, it means a mutual dwelling within, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit dwelling within. But this is when my mind went, um, Choresis is where we get the word choreography, right? Choreography. And so another way we can think of it is a mutual dancing within. And then I heard that, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay with that. I got to think about that for the rest of my life. Um, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. How do they relate in heaven? A mutual dancing within. Mm. Mutual dancing within. And that's like a great image of heaven, because I, I, I often mm. think there's going to be a lot of dancing. I, I, I just tend to get that feeling that that's probably what's going on up there. There's a lot of dancing. So the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are doing that, like this dance, this dance. Um, and dancing involves communion, right? And, and it's a... Um, a give and a take and a responsiveness. Um, and I think it's a great kind of image for prayer because what we're learning is how to respond to God, right? And at first it's a little like bumpy. We're not sure, okay, how do I do this? You talk, I talk, how do you talk? Um, but little by little, what, what's happening is the Lord's trying to loosen up our resistances and the kind of like back and forth to move into this mutual dancing within. Like a responsiveness is the thing that comes to mind. Like a way of... Um, I think of tango, 
You ever seen tango or swing dancing? Anybody swing dancers out there? I heard there's swing dancing at Seek, by the way. Is that a thing? Yeah? yeah? Is that tonight? All right. Think about this on the, on the dance floor. Think about this. Perichoresis. When you're swing dancing out there, think Greek perichoresis. That's what we're doing right now, right? It's perichoresis. No, um, but um, swing dancing, tango, ballet, all of this, there's this, 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 this back and forth that there's a harmony, right? Resistances break down and then there's a, there's a responsiveness in its place. And I think that's prayer. It's breaking down our resistances so that what can be born is responsiveness. Ready response. You think of Our Lady, right? Angel Gabriel showed up. She was ready to go. Angel Gabriel showed up in my room. I'd be like, hold up, hold up. What's going on here? <laughs> you know, she was ready to go. Be it done unto me according to your will. She didn't need to know. She didn't need to understand. She was ready to go. That's the goal. We have so many resistances in our hearts. Not sure if the Father's really got my good out for me, right? He's really going to take care of me. Not sure if I can really say yes and I'm not going to lose something of myself, right? All the, the wounds of original sin. Um, but God wants to break down those resistances that keep us at arm's length and kind of bumpy in the dance with the, the Lord. And he wants to give birth to responsiveness, a ready response, because that's how he is in our lives, right? He's always right there, ready, ready to um, walk with us, to dance with us, really. So um, prayers dance has been something that's kind of been on the mind, learning how to respond to the Lord, to his spirit in the, in the day-to-day, right? As his Holy Spirit moves us. How do I respond, Lord? I want to be responsive. And... Uh, yeah, teach me how to dance with this, you know, how to, how to move with you. Michelle, what everybody wants to know is, do you got moves? Can you oh, dance? Oh, I definitely have moves. Do you? My kids will tell you, <laughs> heck no. But I will tell you, I've got great moves. Yeah. What about your husband? He's an awesome dancer. That's, like That's actually not a one, surprise. Yeah, it's actually one awesome thing that we love to do together. And we love embarrassing our kids, especially at weddings, us getting on the dance floor. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And so it's awesome. Yeah. So what do you got on prayer as dance? Prayer as dance. Hold it. Father Mark Mary, Hold do it. you have dance moves? I, <laughs> I used to. What I, what I lacked in skill, I used to make up for with like enthusiasm and energy. <laughs> the, the, the white boy. E the for white boy. Effort. You got E for effort. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did I bite my lip? There's a lot, yeah, of, a lot yeah. of this. A lot of sweating yeah, at the yeah, end yeah, of the night. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold it. Uh, Brother Angelo, do you have dance moves? <laughs> I know you do. Uh, Brother this Angelo is a, a, ser- a, ser- a serious dancer. I love it. He does. He's great on the dance floor. Yeah. And so. Oh, what were you saying? Can we get oh. back on topic, Michelle? No, I really oh, want to hear. Prayer. 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 Oh, that's right. It's a dance. Prayer's oh. dance. What do you yeah. got? Anything? Um, yeah, I think prayer is a dance. I think what Father Isaiah was saying, it is a dance, but um, it's also giving permission to the Lord, allowing, allowing the Lord to lead. When Chris and I dance, one thing is at the this beginning of dance, he's like, am I leading or are you leading? I'm like, well, you're not doing it the way I want you to do. I mean, Checks like out. I could translate. Yeah. Um, kicking Father Mark Marion for those that can't see it. Um, you know, but like, it's a control thing. You know, it is a control thing. And even talking about like what Father Isaiah was saying, you know, prayer is a dance comes from the Song of Songs. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just got done with my personal retreat in the second week of December in Advent. And um, the meditations I was given for my director was on Song of Songs, you know, and he gave me like chapter one at the beginning and then he gave me another one, chapter six. I didn't get out of the first verse. Let him kiss me with the kisses of my mouth. I did not get out of that one verse and it was the let him, let him. Like it was, uh, shall let me do this for you. Let me do this. But it goes back to what Father Isaiah would say, may it be done to me according to that word as the Lord, giving the Lord permission to um, lead. And really trusting 
and that he has me and that he is holding me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for me at that time, like allowing the Holy Spirit to kiss me with the kisses of my mouth is to allow him to dwell in every single part of you and give him access and permission, even to the places that scare you. Like even to place like, I don't want to let you in my heart this way, you know? And um, for me, that was like a really, um, as long as I've journeyed with the Lord, there's always still something more. There's always more parts of your heart that he wants access to that you don't even realize you're blocking from him. And there's always more to the Holy Spirit. Like one of my questions, one of my questions I'm always asking to the Holy Spirit, which is one of the beautiful things we're in relationship with each person of the Trinity. And so it is a dialogue between them, you know, like, am I, you know, am I doing this right? Are we getting this, you know, like, how do we move this way? Holy Spirit, how do we get this dance made right? And my, one of my biggest prayers is please don't let me grieve you. You know, please don't let me. What do you mean by that? I mean, please don't let me block what you're trying to do in my life. Please don't let me say no to whatever you want to do. You know, because you're like, you know this, what, you know this by now, like your way is better than my way. You know, if this is not your truest desire, take it away. Mm-hmm. And where you say it, where you actually mean it. Because we could give it a lot of lip service. Yeah, take it away. And you're like, give it back, give it back, you know. And um, yeah, but just allow him to be able to move within you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I wondered about the lead thing. Because I'm thinking in my head, oh yeah, for the ladies, it'd be like, that makes sense. Like you're going to be led. And the dance, right? But maybe it's... Uh, so I'm thinking, like, talking to that for the guys, because maybe we're like, what do you mean he's going to lead? Like, how does that, how does that work? The Lord's going to lead. Yeah. But um, I was going to say something else about it. It was probably really important. I can't remember anymore, but... And I think it's okay to stay before it, insofar as, um, you know, as we talk about the spiritual life, you can be like a dude, but there is still, you know I mean, dude, dude, mm. but there's still a way in which we are receptive to what God's doing, right? Yeah, and that's not absolutely. at the, the sacrifice of what it means to, to be man, particularly in the relationship with the Lord. Like, we're all called to have that t- certain disposition towards him, right? And so the idea of like, I do think, it's, it doesn't, it's like, not like the vibe for the dudes, you know what I mean? But there is a part still, we have to let him lead, you know? And, and, and we, have to, we have to wrestle with it, too, because we're ultimately, like, it, it is a dance, but also it's like a love story, right? So there's battle, and we can get all about that, and the battle of prayer, and battling to pray, and battling to wait, uh, learning to dance, particularly to let him lead, lead us. Mm-hmm. But also, like, we have to remember, man or woman, like, we all ha- are called to and invited to a spousal relationship with the Lord. And so he wants to unite himself to, to all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, and that's, a, that's, a real, that's a real thing, you know? The... The thing that I'm realizing where he gives me like little prompts to prayer, like where he does try to lead. And so it'll come to mind. We're running around on the Friday. We're doing stuff. I'm like, oh, that's right. I didn't do midday. You know, didn't do midday. Did you hear that? So like I didn't take that time yet. And I, I was joking with the brothers the other day. I think I get one prompt. Like he'll show me like, hey, don't forget, like come in and see me. And if I blow off that prompt, like then, then I'm going to pray evening prayer at five o'clock and I open up my brief and I'm like, oh, I didn't. You totally... You invited me, and I didn't come. Mm-hmm. Like when you said mm-hmm. grieve, like it makes you think of that moment. Like yeah. he's like, "Hey, let's hang out." I'm like, ah, "I'm just doing stuff." But those little prompts when he's like, "Come, come be with me." Mm-hmm. Well, if I could just say one thing, because I've definitely missed the inspirations as well. And I remember I, I spoke to this one missionary charity one time when I was just becoming a brother, and I said, "Sister, um, pray for me that I would never, I would only say yes to Jesus. That I would never say no." She said, well, I'm not going to pray for you for that. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, I'm going to pray that when you do, you know, when you do say no or when you, when you fail to say yes, 
that you'll never fear to turn to him again and, and be given the grace to begin again. Mm. So that was an encouragement. I was yeah. like, yeah, just pray for me that I would never say no. So, pray for so. me that I would never say no. She said, well, uh, she'd been around, you know, she'd been in, in the battle a little bit longer than I had and mentioned that. And she said, oh, I'm going to pray for you that when you do, mm. you won't fail to turn to the Lord and, um, yeah, into his mercy and know that you can begin again. Because I do find I miss his inspirations and I neglect them every day. And the amazing thing is the next morning I get up and he gives them again, right? Little promptings of the heart. He doesn't get tired of prompting us, right? You know, we're, we're learning, we're learning. Little by little, we're learning, huh? How to respond. And there's little promptings. It's becoming more and more attentive to the heart and the ways he, he pokes and provokes and, and mush, pushes us little by little, huh? And so um, thanks be to God. He's in it for the long haul with us. The eternal plan. Thanks be to God. And uh, so, yeah, you know, we, we do miss the inspirations, but he doesn't get tired of giving us more. So let's just ask for that grace to open ourselves to it. And like that sister said, never to get tired of having to start again. Amen. And if, if to open up the, 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 the conversation just for a second, because I do think so 100% in prayer, there's like a dance and there's a, let, a letting him lead. And there's the love component. But there's also like very much that in discipleship. Like just, just, just following him, right. And maintaining that relationship. And, and to just be honest with like, the fact is like, sometimes when he's like, we're, we're going, we're changing dances or we're, ma- we're, ma- we're changing directions or something like that. The, the movement can feel a bit like a violence or the, the, it's like, Oh, I was going, this was my plan. I was going in this direction. And then the Lord essentially like spins you and it's like, Oh no, different, different plan. You know? And I think some of that, okay, you're going up for a talk in front of a bunch of people. No, we're going to go 30 minutes, not 45 minutes. It's like, okay, Lord, here we go. I'll let you lead. Uh, you want to have a talk? You're going to do the podcast with these guys? No, we're going to actually smite Father PT. We're going to give him the plague, and he's going to be done. So we're, so it, like, when you're in it, it's like, oh, that doesn't feel good. This wasn't my plan. This wasn't comfortable. But if we, if we wait on the Lord and we're faithful to him, and you learn, you kind of learn that he is trustworthy, like it does work out. And just to kind of like, tell a longer story do you remember um the flat tire or the do you remember the flat tire when we were coming back from the general chapter so so we had a general chapter which is like the meeting of all, all the friars and we're in i think it was the general chapter we're in connecticut it's it's me it's me you and brother thomas and we end up getting a flat tire and we have to pull over on the side of the road and and for us like out cell phones and AAA and stuff like that you're a little bit like vulnerable stranded so, you're stranded yeah <laughs> yeah call it and so we got out and... and Do you not know how to change whoa, a flat whoa, whoa, whoa. tire? Listen, listen, okay, listen, right. listen. Give somebody else an opportunity. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but we tried. And, and this is, it's important because like brother, Father Isaiah and I grew up a little bit, we didn't grow up blue collar necessarily. I grew up in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was raised by All right, Marin. Um, <laughs> but, but brother Thomas, brother Thomas is like a dude. Yeah. He's like full on dude, you know, big guy, broad shoulders, all that sort of stuff. Gets it done. Hey, we can still, we can, hey, I'm a country club kid. I'll admit that. I know how to change a tire though. Done it. But we have the, whatever the thing, the spinny thing. This one was stuck. This one was so, stuck. We get, so we get out and we, we try. Brother Thomas tries. We're hanging on the side of the road. There's some kids coming from the beach. They stop. The, the CFR sisters stopped because they know like if people see nuns on the side of the road, they're a lot more helpful. So they just waited for a while. Yeah. Stay here, sister. Stay here a little bit longer. Wave down. Wave down the next yeah, one. Yeah. And they, they, they kind of like, they, did a, they were, did a nice service and it worked. And then, but then a police officer comes by because he sees us, right? And at first it's really funny because he's like really kind of uncomfortable with us. I don't know if you remember like picking up on that. Like, what are you guys doing here? And we kind of look funny. And then there's like the nuns and it's like, 
this this whole sort of thing. And he's very kind of like reserved. Yeah. And uh, and so time goes on, and it's like we can't get it. He tries. And he ends up calling a tow truck, and and the tow truck pulls up, and the guy gets out, and he's got his tool, and he looks at it, and he says, um, "All right, so right now, like, there's no charge, but as soon as I like." put this thing on the wheel and I do something, it's going to be whatever it is, like $300. Like, are you sure you want me to do this? We're like, yeah, we tried it. We were like kicking it. Other people were doing it. And he just put it on and he just like gave like the right force and it came off like super easy. And so it was like super, it, was, it wasn't all that embarrassing, but he's like, he knew it was going to come off right away. But what happened is in the midst of this time, we were having this, this conversation with this police officer and like sharing about what we were doing and he's warming up on us. And so the, the tow truck guy goes back to the, to the truck and he's starting to like put things away and write the bill or whatever. And the police, of, police officer goes and talks to him. And, uh, and he comes back to us and he says, don't worry about it, I took care of it. So, so the police officer who's like with us, he just, he paid, he paid for it, you know? And of course, like being a CFR on the side of the road is like one of the worst things just because you are like very vulnerable and there's not much you can do, right? And so this is 100%, like this was not if you will, the direction I wanted to, we wanted to be heading. Mm-hmm. And like the Lord said, no, we're going to take a moment real quick. We're going to take a little break. But in the midst of that, he provided this like really beautiful encounter with his providence. And, and I think that kind of stuff like happens quite a bit. And, and I guess probably part of the work of it is just when something happens, we don't want to. And they can be like really, really big things is to do the, like the battle of waiting on the Lord as well and trusting that in his time, he actually has like the best plan in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sound good? That sounds great. Michelle, I'm going to put you on the spot here. All right, Country Club Drive, what you got? Uh, just to, maybe, maybe if we can just talk about marriage for a second sure. as kind of an icon and way of looking into the, the spiritual life. Cause, and it's interesting. I recently heard some feedback from somebody who's like listening to the podcast, came through Catholic school, Catholic college, and he's been listening to it. And he said, one of the interest, like one of the things that your podcast did for me was just, I'd never really heard about like, prayer as a relationship. Mm. He's like, I went through all this Catholic school and the idea that this is like a relationship was like new to me and like totally a game changer. And so I do think like marriage and a love story has a battle component to it. Yeah. There's certainly a battle to stay in it. There's a battle to persevere. There's a battle to root, work through the stuff. There's a battle to die to yourself. There's a battle to make time to be with your spouse. There's a dance. Uh, there's a love story. There's both. But I think I think looking at that relationship can like shed just a lot of light on the the interior spiritual relationship. So can you share anything from just marriage that can kind of shed some light on this? Yeah, I think it is. It's um, yeah, you know, it's a it's a growth process. The two becoming one, I always say, is like a mystery. You know, it is such the mystery. You know, just all the little things, but the big things. But it's also um, trusting this person to. Um, we were talking to another uh, couple friends of ours, and their daughter just got engaged, was getting engaged, and we were talking about our good friend, Father Joe Fitz. Mm-hmm. So my husband and Father Joe are best friends. When they met, uh, my husband was actually looking at the CFRs, and then Father Joe Fitz was engaged to another woman to be married. Okay, flip-flop, like nine or ten months later, Chris is engaged to me and Father Joe Fitz is going into the seminary for priesthood, you know, and then I still get all the CFRs anyway. And so look how it turned out. 
But we were talking about it, but Chris asked the question to Father Joe when he was discerning whether or not he should marry this other woman. Do you trust her with your heart to get, to get to you to heaven? You know? And he said, when things get hard, is this the person that you want to be in battle with? Like, to have your back. You know, and we were just talking about this last week, or, you know, about this. You know, and it was it's such like a, um, just a beautiful thing to think about. Like, marriage is an icon of the church. It's the bride and the bridegroom. It is what it is. But it is the constant, like when I was thinking about what Father Isaiah was saying, it's the constant... Um, I'm going to use like attachment theory language, like science, like, you know, you know, attachment theory, like what we have with our caregiver and whatever is a lot of times in attachment theory, you have a rupture of a relationship, a break in relationship. And then you have, and if there is not a repair, there's usually trauma there and it stays. But that actually oftentimes when it's healthy, you have a rupture in the relationship and then you repair it. And actually if you repair it and repair it well, the, it is actually the relationship is stronger because the rupture occurred, because the repair makes it stronger. And then I think that's what I've learned the most about marriage is that you keep on coming back. You know, we, when we hurt each other or we say something in a certain tone is a big deal in my house. Like, I don't like a certain tone. And so like, or whatever, or I failed Chris in this way. We realized um, we were talking about it. We just celebrated our 21st anniversary a couple of days ago. And um, we were talking about that, like, we and we even use that language, we repair quickly. We know if there's a rupture, a repair is coming. And so that brings, like, a secure attachment in the relationship. Like, I know he's not going anywhere. And uh, it really did for me, and I've said this before on our podcast, it really took me, like, seven or eight years of being married to really realize Chris is who he says he is. He's a man of integrity. Anyone knows that my husband, like, oh, my God, he's a man of integrity. He's a good man. But... But I was like, it took me seven or eight years, like, oh my gosh, he's not going to leave me. You know, because that was my biggest fear, because my dad had walked out of our family. I'm like, he's here for the duration. And he would look at me and goes, have I ever done anything to make you think I would? I'm like, no, he had not. But I was carrying that story in from my family of origin, and I have put it on him. And to watch how the Lord has redeemed and restored that in our marriage... You know, like now I'm, yeah, I know I'm stuck with him. He's not going to leave me. And so, mm-hmm. But it's a beautiful thing. And that's what the Lord does, you know, and it, it's just the keep on coming back. It's the beginning again. And I think the father is the best example of that. There is nothing you can do that he won't repair. No rupture that you do, he can't repair, mm-hmm. you know. Thanks, Michelle. You're welcome, Father. Yeah. You just like to watch me cry. <laughs> It's not true, but I do like you. Um, You guys got something? Mikey? Yeah, I'm just thinking like the, yeah, when we have all this stuff with the Lord, all these places like I I don't trust or like, well, if I mess up, you know, you you know, when and somewhere in the past 10 years, becoming more and more aware that no matter what I, I do ever do, like the worst moment, my worst sin, he's, he's told me over and over again, like before it, during it, after it, my love doesn't, it doesn't change. Before, during, after it, I never, my love never changes for you. But it's funny because like I've had to like just keep messing up and then looking back and like, he's like, <laughs> you know, like it just doesn't. But there's something about this, 
reconciling quickly, like repairing quickly, like coming, letting him love me. Like looking back, like, okay, now he's like, yep, totally. And just letting that love come back in. And it's interesting because the same thing I think is happening that you were sharing about with the marriage. Like, yep, he's loving on me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great teaching for the spiritual life. I think of that as a great image for confession, huh? Like the reason to get back there and to begin again is... They become from a story of kind of our mistakes. It becomes a story of his redemption and, and a stronger relationship every time. So, yeah, I'm, thank, I'm grateful for that. You sharing that. Mm-hmm. Life lessons from married life. Very grateful. Mm-hmm. And my spiritual drama says it's not your story of struggle. It's his story of redemption. That's the story. Yeah. 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 And so I always remind, I have to remind myself that. Like, it is yeah, not like our story of struggle. It's his story of redemption. Yeah. He's the main character in the story. Yeah. People are taking notes. They're already making pretty little Instagram posts. Uh, Michelle Benzinger. <laughs> we, um, and so I guess kind of to, to bring it together and then to, to see where it goes from there is why I, I love this topic. And, it, and it's, I don't know, it resonated with me. And when I heard you say it, Father Isaiah, I'm like, that's it. Like, that's what I want to stick with. Because I do think that it is like, it is a love story. And there is... The, the interior life and the journey with the Lord and the dance with the Lord and all of that, like the love that we experience in that is real and tangible, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just a theoretical concept or idea. Like it's, and it's again, like it's, it's not just about rules or right and wrong. It's, it's, there's this love story and there's a fulfillment that the Lord wants for our hearts that is beyond our own comprehension, right? And so part of that, right, is that giving up of control of letting him take the lead because the reality is if like if I remain in the lead uh, I'm not going to to go to the depths and the breadths of experiencing the love that he wants for me and so he has to break through some of these like limits I have for my, myself or some plans I have and again there's a violence to it but if we if we kind of along the way like no Lord I trust you I trust that you are who you say you are we if you will like we repair sort of the violence that we are just talking about with like we're reciting the name of Jesus right we just kind of stay back in that relationship and we kind of stay, we stay in the dance and allow us, him to keep moving us. But also it's like, we've all watched all these like Hallmark rom-coms or whatever and they all end, like it's all the love story, this and that, a little small thing happens, they get married and live happily ever after. But that's not how it works either, right? So there is the love story and it's all that, and it's all fun. But like also with the spiritual life as a real relationship, there is a battle and there is perseverance and there is waiting and there is learning and there is trying to show up again and again and again, right? Like all of that is super real. And so I think I want to kind of keep the love story before us as like the hope and the why, but also just, yeah, you know what? There's a, there, there is a battle component to it and not to be discouraged when you're showing up and it feels dry, not to be discouraged when it's like, aren't you so excited it's holy hour and you're like no actually i'm not excited because this next hour is going to be really hard because all i'm going to do is sit here and i don't want to be here and it doesn't feel great right um I was just or whatever thinking that yeah when you show up and you're like you're in, uh, evening prayer ends which is how our holy hour starts you know so we're like 10 minutes in look at the clock i'm like wow 48 more minutes i look back at jesus i'm like and even just saying like lord i don't want to be here right now yeah I just find like that's, that's just a great prayer. Like I can be honest with you. Like, you know what, Lord? I don't want to be with you right now. And I don't really even like saying that, but that's real. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then something starts happening even just there. But yeah, but that, I don't want to, I don't feel like being yeah. in here, feeling all that. Yeah. Um, Father, is there any? Yeah, think of, 
like married life, like you love the beauty of, of you think of marriages that have you know lasted decades and over time. The, the what what's kind of like the the seed of love in the end of that, like how refined it is and how pure it is, and it's just from time spent, right? Mm-hmm. Just sticking at it. I think of um, elderly couples that I know who are just such an image of this, and it just comes from time spent and staying in it, right? Just time spent and staying in it, just. Um, not throwing in the towel or when you do getting back in there and, and get back at it. And um, I think it's that with the Lord. It's time spent, right? It's staying in it with the Lord um, in season and out of season, good days and bad days. Lord, like you're always with me. Help me stay with you here. Um, yeah, I think that's the, that's the leavening that happens. It's love. I think love is a leavening, right? It's a rising and a falling that just comes with time. You got to let it happen, right? You just got to let prayer, ha- you got to show up so that it can happen. Because um, time spent is, is really the way God works in our lives. It's time spent, right? A lot of times we want the quick fix, you know, we want the, 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 the gift given, the, certainly a Pentecost, right? But a lot of times the Lord works more like agrarian, like slow growth, um, seeds growing slowly, right? He's the one who designed that, so that's his style. And I think in our love relationship, our love story with him is, it grows, it's agrarian, right? It's real slow. Um, it's like, you know, a married couple just staying with it for years. And then what do you have? A diamond at the end, a diamond, a diamond, unbreakable, unshakable, you know, shining with the light of heaven. That's what he's made us for, like that kind of love relationship with him. So um, it's time spent. Um, that's where the battles are one and, and the redemption is told and the story is you know spoken over our lives so um yeah married life is a great image of it and uh there's no really replacing you know just living in relationship day in day out with the lord mm-hmm. what he does through that michelle last words yeah and i think also like just thinking about married life like i think it's sometimes almost um in comparing that to the relationship with the lord I think sometimes it's almost harder in the ordinary time, like in our, that growing time, in the slow growth time, and like because it's like ordinary living. Like when something um, hard happens with Chris and I, we do really well. We can battle well together. I have your back, you have mine. We're facing this battle together. We do really well. It's in the ordinary every day that we're like, okay, I have to choose this. I have to choose to grow closer. I have to choose to do this. Now flip that with the Lord. You know, when there is dark times with the Lord, I realized, or something's painful, I realized, like, I feel like almost something like I have done wrong. Like, there should be an ease with my relationship. It should be easy, you know? And then I'm like, where the heck did I get this? You know? Like, there is nothing easy, you know? Like, Gethsemane wasn't easy, you know? Like, there is, and the Lord doesn't tell us. Like, I think we almost have such a westernized view of the gospel, that we don't, like, he doesn't tell us that it's going to be easy. He tells us that, like, there's a peace that the world gives you that I, it's going to be different. My peace is different, you know? But there is, he's like, lo, I'm going to, you know, he tells us in John, I'm going to leave you, but I'm going to send an advocate and a counselor to be with you. So even when you face these hard things, I'm going to be with you. But he doesn't say it, tell us it's going to be easy, you know? So I always feel like, okay, if... I'm out of my comfort zone or like it's not comfortable with me that I'm doing something wrong. All right. I don't know where we got. I got that gospel because that's not the gospel. The good news of the gospel is he is with me always, you know, and I think I realized this more probably in the last year than any other year. It's probably been probably one of the hardest stretching years of um, my life. My dad passed away six weeks ago. Unexpectedly, it like rocked 
my world. Like, and I wasn't, ex- I mean, it was an unexpected death, but I didn't expect the grief to come like the wave it did. It was like a tidal wave, you know? But I realized the Lord always gives us an invitation and we always have the ability, this beautiful free will to say no to his invitation, which if I was God, I would not do it that way. But anyway, um, I'd be like, you're going to do this and like it and whatever. But it was like, will you walk through this pain with me? Will you not avoid it? Will you not numb it? Will you not distract it? Will you go through, because I promise you, Michelle, there will be resurrection, but you cannot avoid it this time. Like, and I haven't avoided it and it stinks. It is hard. It is crushing. And, um, but it's also beautiful because when you are walking into the, like through Gethsemane and that garden, you're like, Lord, take it away. But you feel his presence so close. You're like, oh my goodness, I wouldn't trade that closeness for anything, you know? And it is hard, but that is where the resurrection comes after that. Yeah. If, before my closing remarks, particularly to Michelle, just to be honest, I'm, I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit underhydrated, undernourished, so I'm a little bit emotionally vulnerable. So we'll see what happens here. But um, I don't necessarily show a ton of emotion. Michelle likes to point that out. Um, I think it's already happening. It's just the tiredness, I promise, is, is part of the gifts that I never imagined when the Lord called me to this life, right? It was the gift of the brothers. And like what a gift it is that we've been doing this thing, this podcast, right? With Father PT, Father Innocent, Father Angelus. And it's like, okay, they're, they can't be here. But it's like, all right, we got, we got 140 other guys of, of the same quality. Like, let's just, let's just bring them in. And, you know, I think people have been so sort of moved and touched by them and rightly so, mm. and as, as I am. But just Brother Angel, Father, Father Isaiah, you guys are great and you're the real deal. And um, it is a real gift to be your guys' brother and to have walked with you the last... And Father Brother Angel's been overseas, but to be walking with you this, this past year and, and Father Isaiah through the years, like you guys are, you guys are gold and um, a real experience of God's goodness to me. And, uh, and so thanks for being here and thanks for doing what you're doing behind the scenes, Michelle. I love you a lot. Love you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to make fun of you. I know, you do. It's because I'm immature. I know. Um, but I do. I think one of the, like, what a gift God has given me with you in my life and your family. And, uh, yeah, I feel safe around you and I feel loved around you. And I, I, I also want to articulate that I respect you. Mm. Thanks, Father. And admire you in a way that's, like, way beyond me. Mm-hmm. So thanks for letting me do life with you and learn from you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And, and now to break the fourth wall out there. I'm a mess, you know what I mean? Uh, There's no tissues in this thing. But um, Just used your habit. It's already dirty. It's a mess. Um, you know, <laughs> it's going to take a second. We'll get there. He said Maybe. we have a lot of time. We got yeah, days. Yeah. Um, we also got snot. Um, we, it's, it's, such a, it's such a fascinating thing doing a podcast and doing video and having an audience that you like walk with, but you walk with like without sort of being in person. And just to say like it's 
all I can do is just say it and trust that you like really hear it. It's like, you're just not like an audience and you're not just like a listener and you're not like a fan. Like uh, we experience you as like family, like really, truly. And, and in a certain way, like, I don't want to like whatever, but it, whatever it is, like spiritual younger sisters or younger brothers or, or sons or daughters. And so the gift it is to be with you in person and to see you and to walk with you um, and to have time to come and meet you. Like, I love it and it enriches my heart and um, it, it is such a gift. And so from the bottom of my heart, on behalf of Father Innocent Angelus PT, the guys just know that like we deeply care about you, and deeply love you and are deeply, deeply moved and grateful for the ways in which you've welcomed us into your lives. And uh, yeah, so thank you, everybody. Love you guys a lot. Thank you. Um, really yes, quick, Michelle. is this starting to feel like an episode of Abiding Together or what? It's getting boring. Kick him again. All right, you want to close us with a prayer? All right, in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we thank you. You are good, our every good, giver of every good gift, and you're the giver of prayer. So we ask, Father, for this gift of prayer, a longing for prayer, a hunger for prayer, a hunger to spend time with you, to, to interrupt our day and our plans to make space for you, um, to have conversation with you, and just to sit still before you. Father, when prayer gets hard, um, when it requires waiting and patience, when it's dry, Father, um, help us remember uh, your victories. Help us remember the hope we have. Help us remember that um, patience obtains everything. And teach us, Lord, um, to move with you. Teach us to respond to your inspirations and to more and more to be caught up entirely in what you're doing in this world and in our daily lives. Uh, we thank you for your Holy Spirit who is the joy um, beyond measure of, of every human heart. And we ask for your blessing on Seek, all those who are here, all those who will hear this, um, that your Holy Spirit would rest upon them. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You want to throw us a, a blessing? The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. All right. All right. God Thanks. bless you guys. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Father <laughs>We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on the Focus Seek conference, visit seek.focus.org. This episode of the Seek 23 podcast was produced by Spoke Street. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.